What is up, DGAFers? All right, today we are talking about is intuitive eating right for you? Yes, and there are so many questions that all of you have that we have been getting flooded with in our DMs and our inbox. So thank you and keep them coming because intuitive eating, if you're new to the whole conversation, it's basically a way of eating. It is a non-dieting approach to eating that heals your relationship with food. So in this podcast episode, we are talking about all the the ways that you know if intuitive eating, intuitive eating is right for you, if you've had any of these thoughts or questions. But we want to just kind of give a couple examples of questions we've had. Yes. So some things we're addressing is, is intuitive eating right for you if you feel like you need to lose weight? We talk about that. I feel like that's the number one question we're getting right now is, hey, I feel like I need to lose like whatever X amount of pounds. Should I do that first and then try intuitive eating or should I just try intuitive eating? And we're going to answer that more so in this episode, but I want to give you a little short answer here is that intuitive eating, we have to take weight completely out of it. Mm -hmm. And dieting only hinders your relationship with food. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like dieting is the solution, like I need to lose X amount of pounds. So let me just hop on this diet real quick. Before you do that, please consider that, or at least know that that diet that you're going to do for the however many times you've tried another diet is going to like hurt your relationship with food even more. Every time we go on a diet, you guys, you're hindering your relationship. Yep. Yep. Another question that we get is, well, yeah, but I've actually never been on a diet. So is intuitive eating right for me? And we talk about that as well in this episode, but short answer again is yes. And intuitive eating is right for everyone. It's right for everyone. doesn't matter if you're vegan, vegetarian, if you have medical issues, if you have no medical issues, it doesn't matter. Intuitive eating is basically just getting back to the way that your body is biologically designed to process food. Yes. And making yourself feel the best you can possibly feel. Yeah. Without having any guilt or morality tied to food. So food is not good. Food is not bad. Food is just food. You are eating when you are hungry. You are stopping when you are full. Um, You're eating for pleasure, but you're not eating to mask emotions. There's so much to this. But if you've never been on a diet before, if you're not somebody who like subscribes to apps and tracks food and is, is obsessively counting things, you can still benefit from intuitive eating. And if you are someone who is tracking things obsessively and and buying apps and weighing in at weekly meetings, hi. Hi. Uh, (laughs) I've been there. That's us. (laughs) Um, Intuitive eating is also right for you. Yes. And so here's a great way for you to figure out if there's areas of your eating habits that need healed Mm -hmm. is to take our assessment, which is in our free download that's linked in our bio on Instagram. We'll also link it in the show notes of our podcast. Um, It's called Ditch the Diet, Your First Steps Guide to Intuitive Eating. We have an assessment in there that's really going to show you what areas you need to heal. And mm-hmm. so like Jenna said, you could be an extreme dieter and you'll have certain things that you need to to heal. You could have you could be somebody who doesn't consider themselves to be a dieter. Mm-hmm you also might discover some things about your habits and what needs to have some healing time. Yeah. So if you are just curious about this conversation and you want to to learn more about intuitive eating, what it is, what it's not, what misconceptions there are, go grab that because Lauren and I are also going to be emailing you 
behind the scenes, just educating you more on intuitive eating. So just stay tuned for that. Um, You can always email us back as well. That's where we're having a lot of really awesome conversations. So shout out to you if you are someone who has responded with like paragraphs and paragraphs, just telling us your story. We love you. That is what we're here for. And we just, it makes our day to get those messages from you. So keep them coming. Yes. Keep the questions Mm -hmm. coming. If you are not subscribed to our podcast, Demand Growth Act Fearlessly, you can do so on iTunes. You can do so on Spotify, basically anywhere that you can listen to a podcast, you can subscribe so that you don't miss any of our new episodes. Yep. All right. right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGAFer, like don't give a or get it. (laughs) Oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGAFer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGAFer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. Today we're talking about how to know if intuitive eating is the right step for you. Yes. If if it's a process that you even want to go through. Yes. I feel like there, especially when I first started researching about intuitive eating, I had a freak out moment just slightly about um, really still wanting to go back to my diets, but not at the same time. And I wasn't sure if intuitive eating was right for me because I'm sure you can speak from experience with this too, but when Jen and I both were postpartum, I was about like 30 pounds overweight because I was weighing myself like a psychopath. And I really was like, how can I embrace, there was a moment where I was like, how can I go from what I know, which is when I feel like I'm overweight, I diet, I lose weight to being like, I can't fucking diet anymore, but I'm overweight in my brain. In my brain, I'm saying I'm overweight. How in the world is intuitive eating right for me? Should I go down this path right now? Because in my brain, I'm like, maybe I should just lose these 30 pounds because in my head, I feel like I need to. And then I can do intuitive eating. Yep. I had had moments like that too, where it was like, and it was funny actually because Lauren Lauren came over the one day and she's like, I have a confession. I'm like, what's your confession? She's like, I stepped on the scale. I, I did. was like, I did too. <laughs> I'm like, I was just curious. I yeah. should have did it. But I did step on the scale though. We don't recommend stepping on the scale. Don't no, do this. But if don't. it happens, if if you for some reason can't control yourself like I couldn't, I should well, need to throw my fucking scale away. Me too. But my husband won't let me. He uses it. Because we're all wrapped up in diet culture. Yes. So I prepared myself before stepping on the scale. I was like, who fucking cares what it says? You don't care what it says. You don't get mad at yourself for what it says. It doesn't matter if it's up. doesn't matter if it went down. It doesn't matter anything. And surprisingly enough, when I stepped on it, it was actually like I was shocked 
that in a good way in a good way that I hadn't when my mind I thought when I started when I was going to start intuitive eating I was going to like gain 400 pounds like I that was like how dramatic it was in my brain because because I had a lot of misconceptions about it I thought intuitive eating was you just eat literally chips hot dogs like all my forbidden foods Mm -hmm. um people are probably like why the fuck would you eat chips and hot dogs but those are my forbidden foods all day long can we talk about this for a second just because i think it's funny i know this is kind of a tangent so lauren was talking to her grandma about intuitive eating jesus well no this is just (laughs) there's a lot of stories parts of the story we'll just share one little snippet here um but it was so funny because her grandma was like well how are you going to be in eating whatever you want? You're just going to eat cherry pies all day. And Lauren, we I were, go, ew, cherry pies. Why, who the fuck eats cherry pies? Like, <laughs> but I was like, that is, is such an aha moment because it's like, everybody has their own forbidden foods. Mine is not cherry pie. Mine no, are, absolutely not. Mine are chicken fingers and Oreos. Yeah. Whereas her grandma is cherry pies and yours are chips and hot dogs. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. So like, so let's just say this for, for example, let's say if you're listening to this, clearly you're interested in intuitive eating, obviously, or you wouldn't be listening to this. Right. So you've heard about intuitive eating. Maybe you've listened to some of our podcasts beforehand that it's explaining the 10 principles and the five stages. And we're talking about weight gain and the number one cause of it. We're doing all these things in the podcast, right? And you're what you're looking at accounts on Instagram that also are talking about intuitive eating. And you're like, okay, but if I do intuitive eating, number one, I'm overweight right now. So how am I going to do this? These are some questions that are probably going through your head. Number two, like Jonah said, I'm just going to eat cake all day long if I do intuitive eating. If you're thinking those two things, you need to do intuitive eating. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously though. Yeah. If those are the thoughts that are going through your head, intuitive eating is so right for you because number one, you have a fear of gaining weight, which means diet culture is deeply ingrained and it's ruining your life. Like it's literally controlling you. Yeah. Number two, you have forbidden foods. Yep. You need to do intuitive eating. Yeah. Because when you get back to your, your hunger signals and your fullness signals and you take the morality out of food, Food's just food and you eat what sounds good. And one of the the biggest misconceptions um, and things that I've really been surprised about, I'm not craving the crap that I thought I would be anymore. I'm not either. Like, I'm really not. Um, I'm not scared of white bread anymore, which is very amazing. That's awesome. But like on a normal day, like I still eat vegetables. I still eat fruits. I still, I still want things that make my body feel good. I'm not just like eating Oreos for breakfast. Same. Oh, I, I, yeah, I was eating chips for breakfast for a little while. Me too. I did for a little while until they became just like, like now we've had a pack in there. They're like stale because I don't want them. I have like, literally there's probably like a fourth of the bag full of barbecue chips. Those are like my kettle cooked barbecue chips was one of my forbidden foods Which that I'm obsessed sound with. sound disgusting to me. Oh way. my God. They're so, I mean, I still like them, but I, they've been in my cabinet forever because I haven't felt like grabbing them because they didn't, they don't sound that great right yeah. now. But if I do want them, I know I can have them. They're there and, and I welcome them whenever I want them. But I'm saying, I'm the same way. I've been noticing actually too, I'm a part of the finisher plate club or I was, mm-hmm. And I think I was more so like a person that finished their plate because I eat really fast and I just like didn't really, wasn't really paying attention. And I was more, I'm a very distracted eater. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the things I do, I do when I eat, I do things with it. 
instead of just sitting down and eating. So I've been really, really practicing trying my best. Now there's certain situations where I am distracted because kids and whatever the hell else I got going on, but I'm trying really hard to not eat distracted. And when I do that, I don't finish my plate half of the time because I'm like, I'm full. I don't really need this. And my husband ends up finishing it. (laughs) He's like, can I have that? Can I have that? He's like, wow, you've been leaving a lot of stuff on your plate. I'm like, I'm just full. And before I would always finish my plate because I just, A, I think diet culture made me do that also because I had a certain amount of food that I was allowed to eat. And so when I was allowed to eat that food, I was like, I have to eat this all so that I have energy because I'm not allowed to eat until well, whatever later in my little portions of food that I get later. That's what I was going to say too. Diet culture. Also, you have times that you're allowed to eat. You can have in the amount you're, you're, you have restrictions on your amount. Yeah. So when you take that away and like, you know, you can eat dinner and then if you're hungry an hour later, you can have whatever the hell you want, whatever sounds good. It, it takes that fear away of like, Oh my God, I have to eat now or I can't eat again. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like that deprivation, starvation stage that we put ourselves in because we have all these rules. So, all right. So let's go into if intuitive eating is right for you. We kind of touched on a little bit as if it's right for you, but we have some bullet points here that we want to go through and talk about um, so that you can really make the decision if you're ready to pull the trigger and ditch diets for good. So the first one is you've lost touch with your biological hunger signals. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? So that just means that you really can't tell when you're hungry. Like you, your body is going to tell you that it's hungry in different ways. Maybe your stomach's going to growl and you're going to get a headache. Maybe you're going to feel tired. You might have low energy. If you're not able to like feel or notice any of those things, like you're kind of like we were saying, you're just eating at certain times, and eating certain amounts because that's what your diet plan tells you to do. You're not eating because your body is saying, Hey, I'm hungry then Mm -hmm. you've lost touch with those signals. So I feel like there's some examples, at least that I personally have experienced with losing touch of my actual hunger cues was a, when I was doing like, I eat every, you know, three hours, these meals. And so I was ignoring. So there would be times where I'd be starving Mm -hmm. before my time limit was, but I wouldn't eat. And so I'd be ravenous. And then when I would eat, I would just want to keep eating. But then I would punish myself because I'm not allowed to eat any more food. It was like totally fucked up. But then there was other times where I wasn't hungry, but it was time to eat. So I would eat and then I'd be forcing it and I wouldn't be satisfied. I wouldn't enjoy the meal. And mentally we would, I did that too um, when I did time nutrition and I would tell myself like, oh, my body's going to adjust. My body's Mm going to adjust. And you guys, your body is not a, a, a strict machine. Like there's going to be days that you need more calories. There's going to be days you need less calories. There's yeah. going to be days you move more. There's going to be days you move less. Like there's going to be days when you're starving and you're really hungry and you need more food and days that you just aren't as hungry. There's and- days when you're on your period and you need different foods. Yeah. Like your body's going through all these different things all the time. Yeah. And and even with my daughter, it's interesting. I've, I've picked up on that because I mean, we're all born intuitive eaters. Mm-hmm. So my five-month-old daughter right now is still on bottles. And it's just very interesting to, to watch because like sometimes she'll drink like three ounces to four ounces. And then sometimes she'll drink 12 ounces. Mm-hmm. And then there's days, days at a time where she'll drink less. And then there's days at a time where she'll drink more. And I think we, we tend to approach eating that, you know, I can only have 1200 calories a day or 2000 calories a day. And we try to like 
get so perfectly in that. And that's not how your body's designed to work. Your body's designed to balance things out over days and weeks at a time. Based on how your activity level is, based on how you're feeling, based on how you're growing, based on your age, based on so many things. Yeah. And it's not this like, like 24 hour clock that we try or 12 hour clock or eight hour, three hour for doing freaking intermittent fasting, which please don't do that. If you're doing no. that, you also need to do intuitive eating by yes. the way. Um, but it's just not designed to work that way. Yes. So think about your biological hunger signals. Think about how many times you literally just listen to your body to tell you when you're hungry, you honor it, you eat, and then you're done. Yep. You're done with it. Um, okay. So that's one thing. Another thing is you have forgotten what you really like to eat and instead you eat what you think you should eat. That's huge. Yes. I don't know how deeply we need to go into that, but like if you have like for me, for example, um, I talked about this in another podcast episode, but ground turkey was one thing. Mm -hmm. Me too. We would buy every fucking Mm -hmm. week Mm -hmm. at the grocery (laughs) store and throw it out. Or it would be the day that you know, it was like the use by date or freeze by. So we would throw it in the freezer. I bet you if I went and counted right now, I have at least probably eight packages of ground turkey in my freezer that we will never use. Right. And my husband finally was like, can we just stop buying this? (laughs) Like, why do we keep getting this? I'm like, because I feel like I should eat it, but I don't want it. But I was forcing it all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you have things like that where you're like, oh, I don't really want it, but I guess I should should make it. Yeah. Like, certain vegetables or certain fruits or even, you know, it doesn't have to be like a what quote unquote healthy food. Um, but it's something that you feel like you should eat. Like maybe you're on a diet or a plan where you have to eat granola bars or drink shakes or do something weird like that. And Mm -hmm. you would so much rather eat food than drink a shake, but you feel like you should drink a shake. Perfect example too. Um, like Ezekiel bread versus like sourdough bread. Right. I mean, I feel like I should eat that all the time. Yeah. And last week was the first week that I went to the store and I'm like, I actually just want toast in the morning on sourdough bread. So I bought a big loaf fresh from the bakery. And I mean, I didn't come home and like binge eat the entire loaf of bread. Like I had a slice for my breakfast in the morning instead of Ezekiel bread. And it was so good. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. nothing has happened to my body. Like (laughs) I know nothing's, yeah, your body's fine. And it's probably actually happier because you're honoring what it wants. Yes. Um, Okay. So another reason why intuitive eating could be right for you is your relationship with food has developed a negative tone and you dread eating foods you love because you're afraid it will be hard to stop. Yeah. If you feel like you have no control over certain foods, you need to do intuitive eating because you need, you need help just getting yourself to a point where you realize that food is just food. Mm -hmm. It's not good. It's not bad. There's no morality. There's no guilt involved. Like you just eat. Yes. And so when I mentioned earlier, if like my grandma or like me, where I'm like, well, I'm just going to eat chips and hot dogs all day. And my grandma's like, well, I'm just going to eat cherry pie all day. And somebody else is like, what if I just eat, I'm probably just going to eat brownies all day. That is a red flag. Hey, those foods are probably something that you are restricting and you are having issues with overeating and binging on. Yep. Another, another point with this too, is when you do have those forbidden foods, you overeat them and then you feel guilty. And this is the big part. You ready? You vow to yourself that you're never going to do it again. Mm -hmm. You're like, this is the last time. It's the last time I'm doing this. This It's the the very last time. I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to even have this food again. If you're having those like inner conversations with yourself, then you you need to heal your relationship with food through intuitive eating. Yes. Another point. It's not unusual for you to find that you eat for comfort 
to distract or even numb yourself from feelings um, as a primary coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. So when we say primary coping mechanism, meaning whenever you feel stressed, whenever you feel a certain type of emotion, food is your first go-to to help you numb or feel a certain way. Yep. And if you go back and listen to, I think it was podcast episode 118, we talked about the 10 principles of intuitive eating. Uh, we actually go into one where we talk about finding other ways to manage your emotions and deal with your emotions other than food. Mm-hmm. That's a huge part of intuitive eating. And that's really going to help you just, again, take that guilt, take that power away from food. Yes. Um, Okay. Another one is your quality of life has been clouded by obsessional thinking about food and by disconnected eating. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean? I feel like there's some words that could be described. So like what's disconnected eating? If we were going to describe that disconnected eating, I mean, just very disconnected from your hunger and fullness cues that I feel like eating when you're distracted. Yeah. So if you're a type of person where you have a very overscheduled life and you're eating on the go, you're eating in the car, you're eating in front of a TV, you're eating, Mm -hmm. you're not just sitting down and eating and really enjoying your food. There's always something else that you're doing while eating. And you're disconnected from that satisfaction factor too. Like you're not eating foods that actually fill you up and fill you up emotionally. It's okay for food to fill you up emotionally too. You can enjoy the eating experience. Um, we're just not doing it to mask emotions, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, but so you're disconnected from like the foods that you actually really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then I think too, talking about like that that quality of life. I mean, I for me, that hits home in terms of social life and dating and friendships and things like that because for a long time, I was so preoccupied with thoughts of food. I mean, the mm-hmm. obsessional thoughts about food that when I was in a social situation with my family, with friends that I hadn't seen in a really long time, like I couldn't be present in the moment because I was so worried about calories in, calories out. If I have this glass of wine, how am I going to burn it off? If I mm-hmm. if I order the pizza, I'm bad. I should just get a salad. But but so and so is getting the pizza, and they seem okay with it. But maybe they're not okay with it. And why yeah. am I not okay with it? Like that's what I was thinking when I was sitting at a dinner table with people. Me too. Yep. And it really it makes your social situations and even at home, like when you're obsessing about your body and obsessing about food, it's just like not fun. No, at all. No, and that harms your relationship too mm-hmm. because you're just obsessed. All the time. Okay, another one. Your body image is negative. You don't like the way you look and feel in your body, and self-respect is lessened. Yeah, I feel like diet culture does this to us, you guys. They want us to not like our bodies. Mm -hmm. Because if you like your body, you're not going to buy in in the diets. You're not going to change it. No. You don't need to have a transformation photo. You don't need to lose 30 pounds. You don't need to take those pills or drink the shake or do the psychotic exercise or measure shit. You don't need to do any of that stuff. So if everyone had awesome positive body image, I mean, there would be no diet culture. There would be no billion dollar freaking business in that. Right, 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 Um, right. Okay, another one. You have learned from your own experience that dieting does not work. So we've talked about this before when you've hit diet bottom. Um, so kind of like Jen and I have talked about this when we hit our diet bottom was after we both had our babies and we tried to get back on a meal plan and we were both like, no, we can't do this. Like, I can't go through this again. Like, this is so difficult. Not difficult because we can't do the diet. 
we can't do the diet because it's just like too mentally exhausting. Yeah. I don't want to do it. And and for me, it was it was just a very interesting experience when I decided that because even though my body was very different from when like before I got pregnant, I was like, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't feel like I need to do this drastic bullshit again. And I don't want to, like, I'd rather just like go buy clothes that fit me right now. Right. Like that was my diet bottom point. Me too. And I really noticed that diet didn't work for me for a long time. I thought diets did work for me because I got myself, you know, quote unquote, in the best shape of my life and the smallest I could get myself all that bull crap. So I thought in my brain, dieting does work. But when I had Kip and tried to do that again, I was like, dieting actually doesn't work because I don't want to do that because I know that when I do do that, I get so obsessive. Yeah. I get so bogged down by it. Mm-hmm. I actually am so obsessed with the way my body looks that I can't even enjoy the way my body looks. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so psychotic. So I was like, dieting doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Even if I were to lose my 30 pounds that I need to lose in my brain after having Kip, I'm going to be controlled yeah. by food. Well, and I think too, this goes back to having that mindset of like, oh, well, when I lose the weight, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be confident. Then I'll feel X, Y, Z, whatever. And I actually, I pulled up a post I want to share with you. It's from, it's on Instagram. Um, It's from... A girl, her, her Instagram name is Wake Up and Smell the Rosé, and it's R-O-S-A-Y. Like um, but I saved this post, and I, I wanted to share this with you because I think it's very, very fitting for the conversation we're having with with intuitive eating. Um, and she talks about what to do the next time you catch yourself saying, I feel fat. And she just talks about how fat isn't a feeling. Mm. And I love that because it, she talks about how you need to pause, ask yourself, what are you actually feeling? Like, are you bloated? Are your clothes too tight? Are you tired? Are you hungry? Are you too full? Or maybe you're feeling emotionally uncomfortable, stressed, worried, insecure, ashamed, anxious, angry, annoyed, irritated, guilty, exposed, upset, unhappy. Um, I, I just thought that was really interesting. And because she says, fat is not a feeling. You can't suddenly feel an increase of body fat. Body Bodies don't change that quickly, but our mood does. Mm. And I thought that was a really just interesting way to, to look at it the next time you have a moment where you're like, Oh, I feel so fat. Like, no, like what are you actually feeling? That's very true because I've caught myself before, you know, looking at a picture of myself and I'll be like, Oh, I, I look cute. Like I actually look really cute and I love my outfit and that, wow, those clothes actually fit me really nice. Like I look good. And then the next day I could take a picture Uh and I'm like, Oh my God. Like how can I fluctuate from being super cute and feeling super confident? And then the next day somebody captures an angle of me. That's not flattering. We all have unflattering angles. I don't care what size you are. No. And then you're like, I'm fat. I need to lose weight. Look how gross I look. I have a double chin. Because you're looking down. Right. You know I, what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah. And I even I even think back to when you and I were getting ready for our, our rebrand photo shoot um, to, to redo our website for intuitive eating. And it's like, we would put on one outfit and be like, yes, like this is the one. We're going to use this in our photos. And then we'd put another one on and we're both like, oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Like, but it happens that quickly. Yes. Um, and so the, the big takeaway there is feeling fat. If you ever say that to yourself, it's a core feature of disordered eating. 
Mm-hmm. And I do think we need to do a podcast on disordered eating versus yes. eating disorders. I agree. So let us know, everyone, if you want that um, to be coming soon because we can do that. Definitely. But I just thought that was really good to talk about because, you know, when you say, when you're labeling yourself with the words like, I feel fat, you're actually disconnecting yourself from other feelings. Yes. So figure out what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about hitting diet bottom, um, but this is where when you're when you're at the point where you're feeling like super stuck, super frustrated and discouraged from diets, um, and you're going to be like literally unhappy if you decide to diet again, like you just know, then it's time to make a shift. Like if you're ready to do something about it, like if you're at the point here, you're like, I've tried keto, I've tried paleo, I've tried Weight Watchers, I've tried, you know, whatever you've tried. Maybe you haven't tried many diets. Like, quote unquote, textbook diets, but maybe you've always been a clean eater. Well, I am going to eat salad all week and I'm going to try to just eat veggies and lean proteins and I'm not going to cheat. Like you have that mentality, but you're not necessarily following a diet. And you're like, I'm fucking miserable. I really just want to be able to eat and not have to calculate and think about all this stuff. And you're ready to do something about it. Intuitive eating is Mm -hmm. for you. And if you have any morality whatsoever tied to food, like if, if, if somebody is like, hey, let's order a pizza, and you're like, ugh, if any of that, yep. then you need to do intuitive eating to heal that relationship. And and know that it's okay right now. The, the last point we want to make here is it's okay if you're like, yeah, but let me just find one more diet first. Yeah. Like kind of like- Let me just talks. lose weight first, and then yeah. I'll come to intuitive and eating. And then I'll heal my relationship with food. If you're mm-hmm. feeling that way, we understand that. We thought that too. We've been there. But- the answer is not another diet. It's not. It's not another diet. So if you can relate to any one thing that we said in this episode or a combination, I have a feeling that you can probably relate to a combination if you're still listening. Mm-hmm. Um, then if that's where you find yourself, intuitive eating is the right step for you. Yes. So let us know um, if you listen to this episode, you can reach out to us either on social media, you can send us an email, our social media page is at fit.and.social. And our email is get.fit.and.social at gmail.com. Let us know if you feel like intuitive eating is right for you. Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions, because we've been getting flooded with amazing questions in our DMs on Instagram, just like, should I do intuitive eating? I feel like I need the, to do this first, or I feel like I'm not at my weight, or I feel like I don't I don't know, do I have an unhealthy relationship with food, blah, 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 blah. I'm not sure. Like, if you have all these questions, just ask and we will definitely answer those. I mean, we've been getting so many that we're gonna start going live on our page, plus answer them in our podcast as well because intuitive eating is for everybody it is it, it is. really is because we all are born that way yep yep it's just getting back to the way that your body is biologically meant to work yes and intuitive eating works with people who have medical conditions mm-hmm. like people who are gluten intolerant people who have to avoid i don't know certain things because of certain medical conditions you can still heal your relationship with food even if you do have to restrict things for medical purposes right. if you're vegan if you're vegetarian yes. like it doesn't matter it's just about healing your relationship. So if you haven't yet, we have a free download in our Instagram bio. We're also going to put it in the show notes of the podcast. And it is, it's our ditch the diet guide. And what that is, it's basically just your first steps to this intuitive eating thing. So if you're brand new and you haven't snagged that yet, go get it. You just have to put your name, put your email in and we'll send it to you. Um, but it's just a PDF and it talks about misconceptions with intuitive eating, 
what people think it is, what it's not, what it actually is. And then we have an assessment in there to see how close you already are to intuitive eating. So that would be interesting for you to take if you're new to the conversation, just to kind of see, is your intuitive eater yeah, awake. awake or what, what areas do you really need to focus on and work on? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we'll be sending out weekly emails after you get that free download. That's just going to educate you more so on intuitive eating, the 10 principles and just dig deeper into maybe some, some of the ways that you're feeling and answering some of those popular questions that we're getting. Yep. Yeah. So stay tuned. All right. Until next time.